hey, welcome back. It's Doable Discipleship. I'm Doug Jones, and if I pivot slowly to my right, I'll see my buddy. I was going to... Oh, Jason, I was going to talk about that Moana shout out you just did with Hey, Hey. Hey, hey. <laughs> that <laughs> it was inadvertent. That but... <laughs> little bird was the best thing about that movie. <laughs> Alan Tiddick, of course. <laughs> Alan anyway. Tiddick, did he voice that thing or what? He did. Oh, yeah, the blah of things. <laughs> like, that was all him. That's cool. I want to know that guy, and I want to see him do that impression. It's probably on That's YouTube. Awesome. Don't click away from this video to go see Alan Tiddick do Hey Hey's voice. <laughs> uh, stick with us. Anyway, yes, it's Doable Discipleship. Uh, we're here for another episode. We're continuing a series uh, at the start of this new year on how you can build some useful, helpful spiritual habits in your life that will help you become the follower of Jesus that I know you want to be, or else you wouldn't be watching this show. Probably. So we've talked so far about the importance of prayer. Uh, and how to have a daily quiet time. And prior to that, we talked about the Bible and why the Bible needs to be such an integral part of your life in order to get direction from God. So first about the Bible, second about how to combine Bible and prayer for a quiet time. And today, we're moving on to a very different topic, the topic of giving. Yeah. Specifically, we're going to talk about the T word, tithing, uh, which some of you may be familiar with. Some of you, maybe not. You, this may be totally new to you. Uh, so what we're going to do is give you a little synopsis of what we teach in class 201 at Saddleback. We're giving you sort of like the, I don't know, like the Cliff's Notes flyover version of class 201 these few weeks and helping you um, get started on these habits. But we do urge you to take class 201 at a Saddleback campus near you, do the full experience. Uh, you will benefit from it. Uh, what we're giving you here is just like it's just like a summary version to get you going, but you need to take the full class so you can really get armed with the tools that you need to build these habits in. But anyway, we're going to talk about the importance of giving today. Uh, one one really important concept that undergirds the idea of giving as a believer, the idea of becoming a generous person with whatever resources that God has given you, is this idea that God himself is a giver. Mm-hmm. That is part of what makes God God. It's, it's part of his nature to to. Because his nature is love, he gives. Love gives. And so if we want to become like God, we need to resemble him in this area of giving. Mm-hmm. And this area of giving, um, the, the, the part of giving that has to do with our money is always a challenging bit for people. It, it's, it's one of those like stumbling blocks for people because it's, there are... Yeah. What were you going to Sorry, say? no, go right. ahead. You know, we, we're going to talk about this a little bit more in just a few minutes, but we human beings, uh, we're willing to do a lot of things. But one thing that we're often very hesitant to do is to give away our wealth, Yeah, right? To, to give, to, to part with something that we deem as so valuable as our wealth. Because we are sort of materialistic by our fallen nature, this is one of the toughest things for us to do, one of the hardest habits for us to take on. Well, and there's that misconception that a lot of people just believe the church is just after your money. It's yeah. like, oh, I went to church again, and they were talking about giving money. Yeah. It's, and really the heart of it, like what you were saying, it's not about money as it is just about your heart. Yeah. And if your heart is with your money, it might feel a little harder to give your money. Yes. But it, but it's it's there's a whole bigger concept to it than just hey, give your money. <laughs> yeah. So before you before you just like angrily click away from this video or before you angrily hit the pause and delete button, you know, on the podcasting app, um just stick with us. Listen to us talk about the biblical approach to to wealth and giving, mm-hmm. and and really just set aside whatever you think you have at stake in this, and just ask yourself: Is this something that God is really 
commanding us to do? And if so, we must do it. Uh, Jesus was not shy about asking people to do hard things. And the, the habit of tithing, the habit of giving, the posture of generosity of the believer is something that Jesus drove home in a big, big, big way. The Bible has more to say about money and possessions than anything else. Mm -hmm. It is a huge topic, and God does that intentionally because he knows that our hearts can become so easily captivated by things that are material and sort of terrestrial and don't really have any eternal value at all. Mm -hmm. And so part of what we're going to be talking about today is how do we convert our temporary resources for eternal reward and for eternal consequence. Um, consequence has a negative connotation. Let's say con uh, eternal uh, eternal payoff. Sure. I mean, for I don't, need, a, I don't need a fancier word than that for no. payoff. Um, anyway, we're going to get into that. I want to start off with a, a verse. It's Deuteronomy 14, 23. It says, the purpose of tithing, and we haven't defined tithing yet. We'll, we'll get to that in just a second. But the purpose of tithing or the purpose of giving is to teach you always to put God first in your lives. This is really the bottom line for everything that we're going to say today. The, the reason why we must give as believers is because it is through giving and parting with, parting with things that have value to us in order to be obedient to God says, God has first place, not this other thing. If I'm willing to release my money to God, then it says that my money is less important to me than God is. Or if I'm willing to give my money to help people in need, for example, when we think of just broader giving, caring for others, I'm proving that my money is less valuable to me than the, the lives or the needs of others. And that is something that is good for the human heart that makes us more like Jesus because God so loved that he gave. Yeah, uh, We can't be like Jesus if we don't do this habit. You, you cannot become like God and not be generous with your resources. Yeah, and and that's what we're going to talk about today. And we did a great episode on this, uh, especially as it talks to this topic of loving God with all of our heart. Yeah, so we did a great interview mm -hmm. with Chris Goulard, who's Saddleback's uh, pastor of stewardship. Yep. Um, a while ago, it was one of our very first episodes. Yeah, it was like episode episode four three or five. Wow, I believe three? it was episode three. So scroll, 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 scroll down, <laughs> <laughs> and and check that episode out if you want. He's yeah. a, he's a really he's a genius when it comes to this stuff. Definitely. Uh, anyway. Yeah, take us into the next Yeah, part. so we want to talk about uh, how my giving reveals my spiritual maturity. I wanted to start with this verse from 2 Corinthians 8, 7. It says, Just as you excel in everything else, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. Yeah. So it's talked about, as Doug said, all throughout the Bible, it talks about giving. It yeah, talks Old about Testament, New Testament, it doesn't matter where you look. In. Exactly. So uh, why does God want me to give? We're going to talk about some reasons why God wants me to give. The first reason is that giving makes me more like God. And we uh, touched on this verse at the end of the last episode, but it's a great way to start again. You probably know what verse I'm talking about. Everybody say it together, John 3.16. <laughs> and so it says, you didn't give us a chance. <laughs> I'm assuming in their car they shouted, John 3.16. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm assuming. Um, so it says, again, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. So it talks about love, and it talks about giving, right? Mm. Our God is a, is a giving God. He is a generous God, right? So to grow more like God in our character will require us to give more, yeah. you know, and not just give more for giving sake, but give more for love's sake. Yeah. Is we are giving out of love. Yeah. 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 The next one is 
is important as well. And and by the way, these are benefits to my life that we're talking about yeah. here. God God never asks us to give up anything that He doesn't repay in some bigger, better, and more significant way. By the way, so if yeah. if you see tithing and giving as something that is just you giving, and for what? This is the for what. This is why we give. God always gives back more than He requires of us. That, that's. That's part of the generosity and goodness of God. Anyway, and so these are the things that God gives back. Uh, number two, giving draws me closer to God. Matthew 6, 21 says, and this is a, another one of the, the really operative passages for today, where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Picture in your mind, you know, your heart, just, you know, the very, uh, you know, the, the quintessential heart shape, you know, this one. With all the, one. all the chambers and all the aortas. You know, the two bumps on top and the point at the <laughs> ah, bottom. Kind of, yeah, the, 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 the Valentine's heart. <laughs> it's, we're, we're getting close to February now. Um, picture that, and now picture a stack of money. Those two things are chained, like wrap those things in chains. Because the Bible tells us that wherever your treasure is, wherever your wealth goes, wherever your material goods that you value go, your heart goes with it. Now, it's, it's, it also may be true that if you, if you love something, you'll put your money into it. This is something that Pastor Chris teaches in Class 201. It may be true that, that if your heart is with something, you'll put your money there as well. Um, but that's not what the, the Bible says here. What, and this is actually Jesus talking. Um, what the passage is actually saying that wherever you put your money, your heart will follow. That the decisions that you make with your money actually dictate where your heart will go. And so the point we've just made is that giving draws me closer to God. And what that means is that if I'm willing to sacrifice my money to God, my heart will go along with it. Mm-hmm. If I, with my hand, hold out my, my wealth to God, along with that is my heart. I'm giving God first place in my life. I'm saying, God, you're the king. I'm saying, you're the most important thing to me. I'm willing to give up this thing that I deem valuable because you are more valuable to me. God, I, I want to make this point, and I've always made this point when I teach on the topic of tithing, and I sometimes have to even remind myself of this. God does not want your money. God wants your heart. It just so happens that your heart and your money are tied together. It's just simply the way it works. So you cannot get close to God or as close to God as you could be if you're not willing to to send your wealth along with it. You, You must be willing to give or else you are not like God. So we draw closer to God by surrendering our wealth to him. Yeah. And number three ties in exactly with what you were saying, which is giving is the antidote to materialism. Yeah. You know, if materialism is the problem, which is the problem that we've talked about, um, then the antidote is to giving away instead of trying to gobble up and receive everything. Yeah. So you are, it's literally the opposite of materialism. So, you know, it's one of the big issues probably in, in, in many aspects of culture today is this materialism. It's the, it's the more, yeah. it's the, you know, I want, I deserve, I need oh, more. That I deserve this mentality is, is crazy. Exactly. Yeah. And so God's like, let's not talk about what you deserve. <laughs> <laughs> and so the antidote is that is this idea of, uh, of open and given is openness yeah. in giving. And there's a great verse on this that I did want to read. It's from 1 Timothy 6, 17, which says, I commanded those who are rich in, in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they may take hold of the life that is truly life. Yeah, good. 
All right, number four, giving strengthens my faith. Uh, and this is an important one. When we are willing to surrender our money, which is something that we often rely on, especially in like modern culture, we don't deal in, you know, I don't know. You might actually, you might actually be watching this in a part of the world where there's still a bartering culture. We don't live in that. We live in a money where, well, we live in a culture where money's exchanged for goods. And we often see money as our safety net, right? Like if we don't have enough money, we feel insecure. How am I going to buy food? How am I going to pay rent? How am I going to, you know, whatever I get a mortgage, all that stuff. Um, so we sometimes see money as a source of security for us. And so when we're willing to surrender our money, it increases our faith because in doing so, we are trusting God to be the one that takes care of us. So similar to saying, God, I want to give you first place and show that you're most important to me by surrendering my money to you, um, giving also increases our faith by saying, God, instead of trusting in my money, I'm going to trust in you instead to meet my needs. And there's this cool kind of ratcheting thing that happens when we when we give and become more generous with time, that as we give, we see God come through for us and meet our needs, which gives us more courage to give more generously the next time, mm-hmm. which then creates a bigger opportunity for God to meet our needs and come yeah. through. And there's this back and forth that happens where we say, I'm, gonna, I'm a little afraid, but I'm going to trust you with this, God. And then God always comes through. And that gives us more courage for the next time. And so there's this leapfrogging that going that, that happens where God is constantly building your faith by coming through for you, and you're stretching your faith by being willing to to give more generously and it's to trust God more. It's something that Pastor Rick always says. He says you can't outgive God. Yep, can't be done. You know, yeah. And it's a game that you can play. We're like, God, haha, see what you can do. And yeah. he's like, and God's like, ha ha, I'm I, I'm bigger and better. God's like, I'm rich. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's keep going. We got a, we got a lot to cover in this yeah. amount of time. Uh, so the fifth thing that we want to talk about is giving is an investment in eternity, um, and it's idea it's it's an idea that we need to try to wrap our heads around this now culture versus eternal culture, mm. right? This life as we've talked about a whole ton on the show, is not all that there is, is, is you will live for eternity. And God is doing a work that, you know, in this world, in people that is far greater and bigger than we can possibly have a perspective on yeah. uh, that can reach the level of what God is truly doing. So, um, you, so like when you give, whether it's tithing or, or offering more or, or, or any sort of giving is... You're entrusting that with God to say, okay, God, I don't know what you're going to do with it, but I trust that you have a plan and purpose for this that um, that that is far beyond my perspective. Yeah, you know, it, it can have eternal significance. Yeah. Really, it, it truly could. Yeah. Um. So I think that's a great way to look at giving. It's trusting God with it, who yeah. who has the who has that sort of perspective. Yeah, I, I love. I mean, I. Obviously, I give my tithe here at Saddleback because this is my home church, and you should you should tithe to whatever your home church is. the 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 biblical idea is that you should give where you worship. That you should give that's a give that's wherever you're sure. fed. We're going to get to that, but I'm making a point here. My my point on this eternal perspective idea is that I love I I give here, and I love that I get to see how the I don't want to use the word carnal because that's like a I hate that word, but I'm giving this, this very, uh, (laughs) this temporary, um, non, I'm I'm giving this very non-eternal resource and it's converting into eternal reward. I I love that. I get to look around. I get to hear stories. So I tithe here. That money's used to put on the lights and, and buy equipment and, and, and all kinds of stuff that makes the Saddleback church makes, keeps the wheels turning. 
And as that is all happening, lives are being changed all the time. Mm-hmm. People are receiving Christ. Like we just had Christmas, which is this, you know, monstrous success, thousands of people receiving Christ. And when that happens, I feel so great because I'm like, I, I God gave me the opportunity to have a little tiny piece of that through giving. Mm-hmm. Because if it wasn't for the giving of of our members, those things could not happen. We couldn't we couldn't yeah. put on these services. We couldn't have the lights on. We couldn't flush the toilets. We wouldn't have toilets. We wouldn't yeah. have anything. It's, it's because of the giving of those of those finite resources that the infinite is made possible by God, that God can take the seed that we have and turn it into this enormous harvest that's eternal. Yeah. And, it, and it kind of puts your money back in perspective and go like, why would I want to hold on to something that God could do something so grand with? Yeah. And, and it doesn't even have to be just talking about like stuff like money it can even of be course, like yeah. like when you give your time or you give even something like your comfort zone and step out sure. like there can be eternal rewards like you know mm-hmm. a, a life can be changed a person can come to know Jesus based on the time that you give to you know have a conversation to go on a peace trip you know yeah. whatever it could be is 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 God can do things when you offer him the things that you have yeah all right let's keep jamming go uh, oh, I'm up. Yeah. Uh, giving blesses me in return. So uh, Proverbs 22, 9 says, a generous man will himself be blessed. Uh, Proverbs eleven twenty five says, a generous man will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. There's this, there's a little bit of this what goes around comes around idea that's established in the Proverbs that, that when we uh, are willing to part with what's valuable to us, God will, God will bless us in return. God loves to reward what we do. That Good will come to us from God. This is not like this is not a karma concept. This is that idea that there is a there's a personal God that says that is pleased when his children are willing to sacrifice, and he rewards that sacrifice with blessing. It's not always with blessing of the same kind. Mm-hmm. You cannot guarantee that because you give financially, God will bless you financially. Although there's there's that that very often does happen. It can work out, but it's not like okay, I will watch my bank account and expect to see yeah, the. Uh... There is not a. There's not necessarily a one to one thing going on there. But the idea that God will, will multiply the goodness for a person who will surrender their their resources to Him. That's yeah. all. And, and, and knowing that how God chooses to bless you mm-hmm. is is perfect in God's eyes. Yeah. Right. So don't say, "Oh, I didn't get a financial reward." No, like. Yeah. You know, God knows what he's doing. <laughs> He'll supply you with what he knows you need to have. Exactly. And then the, the seventh of the benefits to my life is giving makes me happy. Acts 20 says, There is more happiness in giving than in receiving. And First Chronicles says, The people rejoiced, for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord. Yeah. Just give it a try. See how you feel. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it really is more blessed to give than receive it. You you will gain a ton of happiness through giving, and that's yeah. something that you you can never believe. That's like a that's like a saying that people say, but you can never really believe it until you try it. Well, yeah, it's I mean, it's giving and it's trusting God to do with it what He's going to do. Yeah. All right, let me quickly cover just some quick points that the Bible teaches about tithing, just because you know you got to know what a what a tithe is. And that's the first thing. What is tithing? Tithe literally means a tenth part. So tithe means tenth. Just ten percent. That's literally what it means. So when the Bible talks about tithing, it's this idea that we give a tenth of our income, the first tenth of what we receive. Uh, what's the difference between a tithe and an offering? A tithe is when I give the first tenth of my income. An offering is anything I give in addition to my tithe. Um, so it's kind of like not all all tithes are offerings, but not all offerings 
our tithes kind of a thing. Yes. So we, there's a different ways to look at that, but basically, seed is an offering if you're giving above and beyond your tithe. Your tithe is the part that's commanded by God uh, as, as a step of obedience. An offering is something that you do out of the generosity that is growing in you over time. Yeah. So a tithe just means a tenth. So when we say, what is it to give a tithe? It means to give a tenth of your income, or what the Bible might call your increase, whatever your increase of wealth is, a tenth of that is holy and should be given to the Lord. Um, Anyway, let's go on from there. That was quick enough. Yeah. Why should I tithe? That may be the question that you're asking. You may be hearing like, I'm hearing a lot of this about tithing and giving. Why should I do it? Well, we got eight reasons for you. Uh, So here we go. Number one, it's a doozy because God commands it. Boom, that should be the end of conversation. Yeah, we should be able to that's, just end it there. That's a pretty good reason of why we should do it. Um, in Leviticus 27, it says, 10% of everything you harvest is holy and belongs to me. Uh, end of discussion. But we got seven more reasons. <laughs> yeah, if that wasn't enough, here's yeah. some icing on top. Uh, the next one is because Jesus commends it. There are people who say, you know, oh, well, tithing is an Old Testament practice. We don't have to do that anymore in the New Testament or living in the under the New Covenant. Wrong Oh, Jesus repeatedly commends people for the tithe in the New Testament. It is, Jesus upholds the command of the tithe. He says, this should be done. It should continue because it's a, it is a, it is a generous act. It is an act that is in harmony and uh, that is in agreement with the kind of person that God wants us to become. So Jesus commends the tithe throughout the New Testament. Yeah, number three, tithing demonstrates that God has first place in my life. We read this verse at the very beginning, but it's good enough that we'll read it again. In, in, in Deuteronomy 14, 23, the purpose of tithing is to teach you always to put God first in your lives. Yep. Um, so as we've talked about, it's that priority element. It's that where your heart will be element. It's, yeah. it's, it's demonstrating, God, I trust you with this. You're first in my life. I'm giving you this first, and and um, I know you're going to do great things with it. Yeah. Next, number four, tithing reminds me that everything I have was given to me by God. This is the perspective piece that we all need to realize. When you th- when you say things like my money, uh, you're you're misspeaking a little bit. It's my loan from God. <laughs> because first of all, all that you own and you are God's property. Yeah. <laughs> so so there's it's a misnomer to say that. Uh, your money even belongs to you in the first place. God gave you all that stuff. And you can say, well, I worked hard to earn that and all that stuff. Like, that's it's mine because I earned it. Let me read a little verse for you here. Deuteronomy 8.18 says, But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. You couldn't have earned that if it weren't for the faculties that God himself gave you. It's not your money. Surrender it to God. Give him control. God's saying, I want you to enjoy the 90% but I'm asking you to be faithful and obedient with the 10 because it's a way of, of us remembering that God is the ultimate source of all the good things that we have. And again, God doesn't care about your money. He doesn't need your money. He can do everything that he does and wants to do without your money, but he wants your heart. He wants a close relationship with you. And he knows that you can't be a slave to money and also be uh, in, in close relationship with him too. Yeah. Uh, the next point is tithing expresses my gratitude to God. In Deuteronomy sixteen seventeen, each of you must bring a gift in proportion to the way the Lord your God has blessed you. So uh, it's truly, it's a heart piece. It's a way of saying thanks to God for what He, you know, for what He has given you. It's saying, it's saying, Lord, thank you that I have received this gift from you. Here is what you have asked for in return which is the 10th part, the tithe, mm-hmm. and you know, and even more so if you're giving offering. Um, so it's really, it's a way to offer gratitude. Yep. 
You got it. And number six, God says that refusing to tithe is stealing from him. That, those are yeah. those are strong, <laughs> strong words, but those aren't words that we or anybody else made up. Those come from Malachi 3.8 and, and verse 10. It says, will a man rob God? Yet you rob me, but you ask, how do we rob you, Lord? In tithes and offerings. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. So, we rob God if we withhold for ourselves what is rightfully His. And that tenth part of our income, that is God's. It belongs to Him. He said, that is mine. That's holy. It's all mine. I'm going to let you keep all of it, but I want that tenth back. And if you don't do it, you're, you're disobeying God. Yeah. Um, our seventh point says, tithing gives God a chance to prove He exists and wants to bless you. Uh, this is literally one of the only places in the Bible where God literally says, test me in this. Yeah. It says that in Malachi 3.10, God says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse and that there may be food in my house. Test me in this and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. Test me in this. God, yeah. like, it, it, it's God literally saying, I want you to do this. I know you're scared, or I know you may not have the faith yeah. or trust. I know this, this is hard yeah, for you. I know you. this is tough, but trust me. Yeah. yeah. And he says, I promise I will prove to you that I can be trusted. Yeah. Um, and is, is this idea of, of, of watch what God can do with you having 90%. Yeah. than everything that you think that you can do with 100%. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, people say, I can't afford to tithe. <laughs> the, yeah. the answer is always, you, you can't, can't afford, afford not, not to. to. Yeah. All right, number eight, our final, uh, our final benefit of tithing is tithing proves that I love God. John 14, 15 says, if you love me, show it by doing what I've told you. This is Jesus. If you love me, obey my commands. Tithing is commanded by God. If we want to be considered obedient people to him, we've got to do what he says. Uh, and again, your money and your uh, heart go together. So make sure that you're willing to part with it. It's if you're not, choice. Mm -hmm. if you're not, like you can justify it in whatever way you want. Uh, you can use whatever logic you want to to kind of weasel your way out of of surrendering your your wealth to God. But at the end of the day, choosing to hold on to that um, is simply a nonverbal way of saying, God, this to me is more important than you are. Yeah. And that's not something that we should go around saying having, to our creator. If you're having issues with this, it might be something worth talking to God about in your quiet time, like we yeah. talked about last week. Um, okay, uh, just a couple of, of basics here about the tithe in general. What should I tithe? We tithe the first part of what I earn, not the leftovers. Again, so it's it's this hard issue. It's, it's, it's not, oh, I'll wait and see what I have left at the end of the month, and I'll give some of that. It's... It's you get the income, you give the 10%. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Next one, where should I tithe? And the answer is where I worship. So you attend church, tithe at that church. If you don't attend Saddleback, don't tithe at Saddleback. Tithe at your home church. Tithe wherever you are fed the most, wherever, uh, whatever church you consider to be your church family, that's where you should tithe. Now, it's always the practice. In the Old Testament, it was at the temple because that was the place of worship. In the New Testament, it's, in, it's within the church body, within the family of believers. That's that's simply that. So your church probably has tithing envelopes or a way for you to give online, that kind of thing. Use whatever tools they have in place. Give to your local church. Yeah, and there's, a, I think, when Pastor Chris teaches on this, I, I, I know I've heard Pastor Rick talk about it. If It may be that you give to other organizations or whatever, and that's great, but that's yeah. not a tithe. 
Right. A tithe is something that you give to where you worship. That may be considered an offering. Yeah. But it's not a tithe. Yeah. yeah exactly. The tithe is always associated with the house of worship. Exactly. Um, when should I tithe? When I worship. Um, in 1 Corinthians 16, 2 says, On every Lord's Day, each of you should put aside something from what you have earned during the week and use it for this offering. The amount depends on how much the Lord has helped you earn. So it goes back to that gratitude piece. Yeah. Is, is when you go to worship, you know, as a way of worship is gratitude, is, is a big part of worship. Mm-hmm. You know, offer your tithe as, as a form of that gratitude. Yeah. When you worship. Yeah, and I love that that this verse even says that the Lord has helped you earn. Yeah. Not that you have earned. No, the Lord helped you earn it. Right. Yeah. All right, let's end with some doables. Uh, those were already kind of doable. I mean, we we're already talking about where and how to, to give. Uh, at Saddleback, you can you can do it a few really easy ways. One is you can uh, you can just do it when you're attending church. There are tithing envelopes in the bulletins. You can use that to write a check or do whatever you want to do. You can use the giving app. One. You can use the giving app. Uh, you can go to saddleback.com slash giving um, slash opportunities slash tithes. Is that oh, link think, right? No, I think <laughs> that's, that's horrible. Old, I think that's an older link. I think that you can do slash give. I think it's a, a saddleback.com slash give. You can also go to saddleback.com and just click the word give at the top of the thing. I'm pretty sure there's a heading. Yeah, I think It'll that is It'll be in the show too. notes. I think that is too. <laughs> we'll link to it in the show notes. But anyway, uh, if, you, if, you're, if you're hearing this and you're saying, yeah, I've been putting this off. Yeah, I've been trying to avoid tithing for a long time. Or I'm just hearing this, hearing this for the first time and you're like, I get it. I know I need to do this. Um, then these are some easy ways to do it. You, you use the Saddleback Giving app or, yeah. or whatever. It's all I, in the show notes. I really love this other step that it talks about in Class 201, which is teach your children to tithe. Yeah. I think that's a really cool thing. As a part of, like maybe you give your kids an allowance or whatever, encourage them and teach them to give uh, like a tenth of that yeah. Back to the church. Sure. If tithing is the antidote for materialism, teaching your kids about tithing is kind of like the it's warding the, off. Materialism. It's like the inoculation. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like the gosh, what's the word? Uh, the, it's like the vaccination yeah. for for uh, materialism. Like you can you can teach your kids to prioritize God and His kingdom and His people early on, mm-hmm. instead of them becoming greedy little punks that then have to learn <laughs> <laughs> later on. You know, like that's something that I'm starting to think about with my kids. How do I start teaching them that? money belongs to God and that they need to be prioritizing God heard, and his kingdom. I've heard it's stories of kids who just love to do this. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah kids actually... Um, are usually... At, on a certain level, it. it comes easy because they don't really get like, yeah. yeah, sure, money. Money has very little value to them until a certain age and I then I still it, got enough to buy my gun. And then it clicks. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I want to reinforce one one more thing though. I, I do want to make sure it's clear that if you if Saddleback is not your church home, give to your church home. Yeah. Don't give to Saddleback. If you are a part of a church family elsewhere, don't give to this church. Give to your church. Your church is serving you, and it needs your support. Don't give here. If you're a member of Saddleback, this is your place to give. This is where I give. This is where I'm a member. This is where Jason gives. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you tithe, don't you? I do. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we give because this is our home church. Give to your church. We do not want you to to take from your home church and give to us. Don't do that. Is that clear enough? All right. I don't know why. I guess that's going to be the thing we close on. That's a good thing. Yeah. Next week. Next week. What are we talking about? We're talking about the importance of fellowship, being in community with other believers. You can't grow to your full potential in Christ without being in a community, a fellowship, a group of interconnected Christians. Uh, So we're going to talk all about that next week, the importance of a small group, and plenty of good and wonderful stuff. Don't miss it. It's going to be next Tuesday, hot and fresh. We'll see you next time. 
If you're a podcast listener and you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. And if you're thinking, hey, listening's great, but is there a way I can watch these episodes? Yeah, there is. Subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for video versions of these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you're already watching us on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question just might inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning into Doable Discipleship. I'm Doug Jones, and I hope you'll join us again next week.